VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. As our beloved enter the fourth quarter of the season, they still hung on to faint playoff hopes as they look to knock off the NFC East leading Washington Redskins in Soldier Field on Sunday. Did the Bears take that next step or did they stumble and fall? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the week 15 review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Come, easy go, and it's going, going, gone, or so it would appear for our beloved Chicago Bears. What's going on, everybody? Larity back for the Week 15 review episode of the Chicago Bears review. I apologize for the uh, for the tardiness uh, of this week's review episode. I was hoping to get it out on Monday, and then as the day got away from me, uh, it's changed that I was going to do it first thing today, and then I realized that today was the final day the Bears had to make a decision on rookie wide receiver Kevin White and whether or not his practice window would remain open or they would put him or keep him on the physically unable to perform list for the remainder of the season and basically shut him down, closing the book on the rookie season. And as I just read before I started recording, he's done for the year. They are not going to uh, elevate him to the the 53-man roster. He will not play a down for the Bears in his rookie season. So that's kind of a downer. To go along with what took place on Sunday, which was a monumental disappointment, um, you know, and it's different. You'll hear me talk about it in similar ways in the knee-jerk reactions to the San Francisco game. But, you know, as I kind of have a moment to sit back and, and reflect on the game, uh, it really wasn't at all like the San Francisco game. It, it, it was really more like... Last week, our mistakes is what got was what gave San Francisco their opportunities. Our mistakes is the reason San Francisco was in the game at the end. Our mistakes was the reason San Francisco won it in overtime. It wasn't so much, you know, and this isn't sour grapes at all. It, it, it's it's just a fact. It wasn't so much that San Francisco beat the Bears so much as the Bears just flat out lost that game. Uh, last week all the mistakes that we had going into the final seconds of the game we still had an opportunity to win if not for Robbie Gold missing the uh, second field goal uh, for the day so it it just um, that's just stone cold fact this week we we weren't the better team I mean that's just all there is to it I mean we put up a valiant fight as we have all season long uh, under John Fox and Adam Gase and and and, uh, you know Vic Fangio Uh, but for the most part that we just got outplayed and in a lot of ways, we got out physical. The offensive line had a terrible game. Really one of the first times all year we've been able to say that they were just flat-out awful, and they were in this game. We could not protect Jake Cutler at all. We had a lot of trouble running the football. We didn't even break 100 yards running the football uh, this week. You know, As I go back and look on, I mean, you even hear me say in the fourth-quarter reaction, uh, knee-jerk reaction, I, I thought we should have won this game. Uh, I'm absolutely wrong about that. We, we should not have won this game. The, the Redskins were better than us. But we kept it in tight. 
uh, you know, it, if anything, it was the Redskins' mistakes that kept the Bears uh, in it. Kirk Cousins threw an interception that we converted into a touchdown uh, in in the uh, second quarter, third quarter of the game, third quarter uh, of the of the football game. But uh, you know, the Redskins. I mean, it was it was very funny. It was a weird, weird game uh, that we had uh, where the Redskins dominated the entire first quarter. And then had like nine yards of offense in the second quarter. Uh, I mean, it was very back and forth like that. It was a tough game, but in the end, the team that played better from start to finish was the Redskins. They deserved to win, so they did. And uh, that puts our beloved Chicago Bears at five and eight. And even Kyle Long himself said the playoffs are a distant memory now. Now it's all about pride and integrity and finishing out the season uh, strong. So I mean, it's just. This is sour grapes. This is frustrating because we've been struggling all year long. That that treacherous three-game start that we had at the beginning, Green Bay, Arizona, Seattle start things off. I mean, when the schedule came out, everyone's like, oh, geez, that's an 0-3 start. I mean, that's, I mean, that's got 0-3 written all over it. I mean, maybe we surprised Green Bay at home. Uh, week one, you know, that kind of thing. You know, every now and then you catch a good team with their pants down the first week of the season, but unfortunately it didn't happen there. We lost Jay at halftime in the Arizona game, and we didn't have him at all against Seattle. Makes you wonder how those games would have shook out because we were in the game until the, until uh, Jay got hurt against Arizona, and obviously we pretty much never had a chance because we had no offense against uh, Seattle, you know. But ever, ever since then, since week four, you know, 10 games since then, we're 5-5 five and five in those 10 games, and we're in those games. We should have won at least two or three of them um, instead of, you know, being a 500 team over the last 10 weeks. We should be a, you know, at least a 7-3 and three team, 6-4 and four at the worst, I believe. Um, but, you know, that also speaks to where this team is right now. You know, if if we were, you know, better prepared, not actually I take that back, not better prepared, but just more talented you know if if we weren't as mistake prone as we've been with uh, with penalties and, and things like that uh you know the bears would be in a pos- better position than they are right now so i mean it's just it just comes down to those things where you know the good teams will pull out those close games in the end and unfortunately every time the bears have had a chance to um they've pretty much fallen they have uh, failed uh to do so we had a chance to beat minnesota at home uh six weeks ago couldn't get that done um you know we couldn't uh couldn't overcome uh denver uh we held on and and you know performed a miracle in lambo and stuck it to brett Favre on brett Favre night that was amazing um you know and we pulled it out against the chiefs uh, week five i mean those were the chances where the the bears kind of answered the bell but in the other opportunities um you know against the uh against the lions a few weeks you know about seven eight weeks ago against the Vikings there we couldn't you know just in in those chances against the and don't even get me started about last week against San Francisco those opportunities that we had to win football games we didn't close the deal and that is why we're five and eight instead of eight and five right now so I mean with the opportunities that we've had eight and five is about as bad as we should be right now instead we're five and eight looking to get 500 at best i think maybe we're looking at something like seven and nine if we're lucky uh at this point so um we'll have to see the one disappointing thing about kevin white not being able to play is that um it uh you know you almost hate to say it 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 almost feels as though the bears are 
conceding the rest of the season. Uh, not some uh, basically like you know closing the book on it, you know, and and not saying that they're that they don't want to win because they absolutely do. But I, I just think that they're more concerned with putting the healthiest team on the field than they are about putting the best team on the field. Martell. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Plus Bennett on IR. Antro Roll was put on IR over the weekend as well. Marquise Wilson on injury reserve. He's done. Kevin White, not even going to play a snap for us uh, this year. I mean, th- those kinds of things here at the end of the year as we enter the last three games of the season just kind of speak to the fact that, that mentally at least the Bears are, have moved on and are, are going to uh, 2016, not necessarily um, you know concerned with wins and losses uh, in these last three games or so these roster moves would indicate just my own uh, uninformed opinion uh, on that. And it's just unfortunate because the, the whole season we were ravaged by injuries, ravaged absolutely on both sides uh, of the football. And it, it kind of will always make you kind of feel what if, you know, what if we had a healthy Kevin White all season long? What if Alshon Jeffrey was healthy all year long? What if Eddie Royal was healthy all year long? What if we didn't lose Forte for a couple of games there in the middle of the season? You know, all that kind of stuff. And if Ego Ferguson had been able to play all season, if, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff where, you know, it just like we were kind of developing and things were kind of going our way, we're, we're, we're trending up, and then start guys just started going down in, in droves. Uh, you know, kind of makes you wonder, because we never really had a healthy roster this year. Not that that hasn't been a problem for a lot of teams in the NFL, but for a team that is isn't as talent deep um, as some other teams. The the people that were hurt were the people that we needed to have out there to give us the best chance uh, to win. Now, granted, I still think that the fact that we are where we are, um, not so much record-wise, but development-wise, how the fact that we've been in every single game, which has been heartbreaking at times, uh, speaks a lot to the coaching and what we were, what we were desperately needing uh, a year ago. Uh, at this time but it also you know with the undrafted rookie free agents and all of the rookies that are playing this year it kind of feels like the team kind of hit a wall after the uh, Green Bay game because we came out kind of flat and you know not not quite raring to go against San Francisco same thing early on uh, against the Redskins as you hear me talk about here in the first quarter knee-jerk reaction um, you know basically the Bears were virtually non-existent they were absent in the first quarter and in my opinion we were lucky that it was only seven to nothing after one major reaction to the first quarter the bears and the redskins and uh 
Yeah, as soon as the Bears show up and start playing in, in the game, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Because in the first quarter, it was the Redskins pretty much all out there all by themselves. Uh, took the opening drive, uh, you know, down, uh, you know, all the way down for, for a touchdown. And, and made it look relatively easy uh, in the process. You know, we're ha- supposed to have the number two pass defense in the league. And yet Kirk Cousins is, is gashing us. You know, and Jordan Reed, who, uh, who our friend Mike Carrar from Hogshaven.com warned us about. Um, has been, you know, the main uh, catalyst there. He's the, the one making the, the passes. As a matter of fact, right here at the end of the first quarter, uh, Reed caught one for about 20 yards, got the Redskins inside the uh, the red zone. I think they may even be inside the 10, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, you know, the offense has been terrible uh, thus far, but we've only had the ball for about nine seconds uh, in the first quarter. The first drive that the Redskins drove down was eight and a half minutes long, and the Bears gave the ball back in relative short order, and the Redskins have pretty much had the ball the uh, the whole time. So, like I said, once the uh, Redskins, uh, once the Bears show up uh, and play in this game, I'll be sure and let you guys know. But right now, it's seven nothing with the Redskins on the cusp of adding more to the to the deficit. <laughs> You can even hear my dog Buckshot in the background voicing his displeasure after the way the Bears played there uh, in the first quarter. And uh, uh, true to my uh, prediction there, uh, the, the the Redskins did add to the deficit, uh, fourteen to nothing, uh, after they uh, Kirk Cousins uh, did a uh, did one of the zone read plays where. Uh, Basically, the Bears had nobody outside uh, on the left, and Kirk Cousins ran in unmolested to make it 14 uh, to nothing. But, um, uh, you know, that first quarter was especially difficult to watch because it's usually what we've watched the Bears do uh, to teams this year, except for the whole putting the ball actually in the end zone. Usually we're kicking field goals. But, um, you know, 15 plays, 80 yards, eight and a half minutes off the clock and and finished it off with a – a touchdown to start off the the game. That's how the the Redskins started uh, the football game. And, you know, Jordan Reed would be a theme throughout the game. And like our buddy Mike Carrar from Hogshaven.com told us, that was the one guy that we pretty much needed to watch. I mean, even with Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson, they had, you know, the opportunity for big plays on the outside. But it was Jordan Reed up the middle that we would most likely uh, need to take care of first on the defensive side, and it was just something that didn't happen all throughout the game. Jordan Reed was targeted nine times, and he caught nine passes for 120 yards and only one touchdown. Uh, his He had a touchdown on that first drive that was uh, reversed. He, his, his elbow was down as he was reaching for the goal line. The ball hadn't quite crossed the – hadn't broken the plane yet uh, by the time his knee or elbow had touched, so they called it, and the Redskins you know, ran it in on the very next uh, – on the very next play so but you know when when the second quarter uh or when the second quarter started they show the stats for the first quarter the bears had the ball for um i think they said three minutes i thought that was kind of generous on their part but uh that's what they said and the, and the redskins had it for nearly 12 uh minutes in the uh in the first quarter we're usually seeing that the other way around 
the Bears dominating, the Bears moving the chains, the Bears keeping the ball uh, moving and such and keeping the ball out of their opponent's hands. It's one of the reasons we've been able to keep ourselves in these football games against our opponents is that regardless of our deficiencies in actually scoring touchdowns over field goals the Bears have done a very good job of being 20 to 20 warriors you know moving the football well getting first downs dominating time of possession that did not happen this week and um, you know we did uh, we did make somewhat of a comeback in the uh, second quarter we're able to move the football and get it into the end zone but at halftime we're still losing and uh, you know for the most part the Redskins were still getting the better of this game knee-jerk reaction to the bears and the redskins and for a great portion of the first half it was it was ugly the the offensive line has been horrible today when they aren't getting called for holding penalties jake cutler's being hung out to dry pretty much every time he steps back to throw the defense is in cutler's face uh on the defensive side of the ball we've sacked Kirk cousins three times so far in the first half but the, the redskins continue to have success uh moving the football now that did slow down as the second quarter uh went along but the redskins their first two drivers resulted in touchdowns so early in the second quarter it was 14 to nothing um the defense i think it looks like so far the defense has made adjustments uh in the second half they've kind of tightened things up a bit and the offense uh did finally get in the end zone five plays 58 yards in the last uh, uh minute or so of the first half they got one in the end zone a touchdown pass to uh alshon jeffrey to get uh, within 14 to 7 so it, it's trending upward uh for the bears but for the for the majority of the first half it was pretty damn pretty damn ugly so hopefully the offensive line can get it together in the second half especially in the passing game because cutler's been hit too much and uh got to stop with the penalties it's been ridiculous with the holding penalties uh so far so the bears start with the ball in the second half and hopefully we can uh tie things up and then get it going and uh, get a win against these redskins as you can hear i did feel that the defense had tightened things up in the second quarter it wasn't until they showed the uh the stats in the, the beginning of the second half in the third quarter where it showed that the Redskins had 100 and something, 130 yards of offense in the first quarter and nine yards of offense in the second. That That's definitely the defense tightening things up uh, a little bit. The, the, the major disappointment of the second quarter was um, there was a very promising drive that the Bears had, about I think, about halfway through uh, the second quarter. Uh, and um, the... Um, the the I believe his name was Hatcher, defensive end or outside linebacker for the Redskins. They run a four, same as we do. Uh, came off the edge, blew right past uh, Kyle Long, which is a sentence that you know you won't hear me say very often. But uh, he did not have a very good game uh, yesterday, most no, most noticeably, I should say. Um, but he blew right past Kyle Long, nailed Cutler for a sack fumble, and uh, it killed that drive. The Bears had just crossed. Uh, midfield they had a decent uh you know they had a very decent drive going it was the first promising drive of the day and it was killed by the one turnover uh the bears gave up in the football game and it was uh you know like i said it was a you know cutler kind of being hung out to dry there it was front side pressure so jay should have seen it coming but he was looking downfield uh at eddie royal and i and i was um looking at the the all 22 um uh, shots where they show the entire field and on that particular play 
we had Eddie Royal wide open down the sideline if Jay had another second to get rid of the football because the guy was there in a heartbeat and blasted him. If Jay had another second to throw the ball, that could have been a huge play uh, for the Bears. But obviously, hindsight being twenty twenty, you know, we'll never know. Maybe he might have overthrown Eddie Royal or something like that. Who knows? But uh, the, 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 the point being that the opportunity was not given to Jay to get rid of the football because Kyle Long didn't do his job. The guy blew right past him knocked the ball loose and recovered it and that ended of the the first promising drive the bears had all day then they ran the two-minute drill towards the end of the second quarter and got the touchdown pass to alshon jeffrey on off a short field it was only a 58 yard uh drive so um you know going into the second half kind of hoping that uh you know with the way that the bears performed defensively in the second quarter hoping that was a trend that was going to continue Unfortunately, that wouldn't be the case. The Redskins would come out hot again, and the Bears would be playing catch-up uh, all throughout the third quarter and for the rest of the football game. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the third quarter of the Bears and the Redskins. And after coming out and starting slow once again, the Bears' defense gives up a uh, another touchdown on the opening drive. Both opening drives for the Redskins to start the game in the first half and in the second result in touchdowns. So after the Bears score a touchdown and, and uh, to, to bring it 14-7 to at the half, the Redskins take their opening drive drive to start the third quarter in for a touchdown they're up 21 to 7 the bears actually managed to move the football once again get it into the end zone for the first time all season the bears scored a touchdown in the third quarter a uh, pass from cutler to zach miller to bring it up to 21 to 14 and then something that the bears have desperately needed for a long time an interception uh, on defense by kyle fuller uh, picks off a uh, uh, cousin's pass, and the Bears were able to convert that. A about an eight-yard touchdown run uh, from Matt Forte to tie it up at 21, and that's where we sit right now as we head into the fourth quarter. The Redskins have the football; they're moving the ball once again, and uh, they're in Bear territory. Say around the 30 or so. I'm not sure where the did that penalty go through. No, so there was no penalty. We thought they got Willie Young for a holding penalty or ho- held Willie Young, who made a decent tackle, close out the quarter. But um, anyhow, the Redskins have the football to start the fourth quarter. We're tied at 21, so we'll see how things wrap up from here. And still a little bit of an air of optimism in my voice, especially after the third quarter that the Bears had. They were able to move the ball uh, successfully get it into the end zone on one drive and then as I said a very rare occurrence uh, for the Bears this year getting a turnover and we're able to convert that into a touchdown as well a short touchdown run uh, from Matt Forte putting the points on the board to make it tied going into the fourth quarter however the fourth quarter is where the difference was made the Redskins um, basically just wanted it more and uh, there were things that happened in that fourth quarter that uh, I mean there was a moment in the fourth quarter where I knew this wasn't going to be our day and I'm sure that all of you know what I'm talking about before I even spit it out it was on a I believe it was a third down play of all things Kirk Cousins is under pressure he's about to be sacked he kind of heaves one into the air across the field across the body that's number one and number two on the don't do list for every quarterback in every 
You know, every coach that's coaching a quarterback in football tells him, you never throw across the field, you never throw across your body. Kirk Cousins did both things. And the other third thing is that he hung it up there. It was up there in the air, intended for Jordan Reed. It became a jump ball situation. Uh, I believe it was Sheriff McManus that was there. Um, does the jump ball with Reed. The ball gets bobbled up in the air, lands into the open arms of the running back that just ha- just so happened to be there. He catches the ball, okay? That's not the worst part. That's not the worst part because um, he sits there. He's on the ground. Nobody touches him. He gets patted on the back by his teammate and Let's go. The, basically, puts the football on the ground. It therefore becomes a fumble, a live football right there. Adrian Amos, who was right there, who basically tried to scoop it up and run instead of falling on the ball. Hindsight being twenty twenty on that, but instead of falling on the football, he tries to scoop it up and run. Basically, runs past the football and the running back who put the football on the ground in the first place ends up recovering it. So the Redskins maintain uh, possession and get the first down. And that was the moment that I knew the bears had two big shots at a, at a turnover that could have changed the tie, the momentum of the game. And neither one of them, just both freak occurrences. The running back just so happened to be there. He has the brain fart of all brain farts, thinks that him, his teammate touching him on the back is somebody from the bears touching him is down. So he puts the ball on the ground that one of the Bears has a, has an opportunity to get it. Instead of falling on it, he tries to scoop it up and run. He runs past the football. It bounces right back into the running back's hands, and there you are. The Redskins maintain possession, and that was the moment that I knew this wasn't going to be our day. This wasn't going to be it. So, And then on top of that, uh, you know, I think maybe in, the, in part of the same drive, actually, um, the Bears had the Redskins at like third and fourteen giving this huge cushion that was the one thing that frustrated me all day was the bears were giving these huge cushions uh to the wide receivers like we were playing and i just uh, anyway this huge cushions on third and 14 got a, a, the 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 receiver caught the ball short maybe like five or six yards but got the ball got 12 of the 14 that he needed made it an easier field goal try for the redskins it turned out to be the game winner uh for them and then uh you know the the bears weren't able to pull it out uh there at the end and of course second week in a row Robbie Gold has an opportunity uh in this case it would have been to tie the game and send it into uh possibly send it into overtime and uh he missed it again and and later on uh he was talking um this is about the second or third time that this has happened where you could tell that Robbie was kind of or at least anyway I could you could see after uh, when Robbie talked about it, was that he was compensating for the wind. He said wind was blowing from right to left, so he pushed it a little bit right, thinking that the wind would correct. There was no wind to correct it, so it just sailed wide right on a 50-yard field goal. And, um, you know, it's just second week in a row he's missed, or second time this year, actually, he's missed three field goal attempts uh, in a row. And, uh, you know, for the second week in a row at home, in front of his home crowd, which is not making Robbie Gold the most popular guy in Chicago uh, going into the Christmas holiday, that, um, you know, he, he's let the, the, the Bears and, and Bear fans down huge in the last two weeks. Now, with the way that things were going in the game, do I think the Bears could have won an overtime against the Redskins? 
Honestly, I don't know. The Redskins were 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 hot yesterday. They were doing everything right, and the Bears were were struggling to keep up pretty much uh, from the beginning. I mean, it's 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 quite frankly probably the first time all year that I've been able to honestly say I felt like the Bears were out coached yesterday. You know, it just felt like um, you know whatever it was, we couldn't figure out how to handle uh, Jordan Reed. We couldn't defend the guy no matter who we put on him because it wasn't like we just had one guy on Jordan Reed and that guy who's got his butt beat all day long. Uh, when I went back and, and I saw this person I follow on Twitter did the like the all 22 where, where it shows the whole field and it shows at different opportunities. Uh, you know, on one play, it's Adrian Amos. Then it's Sherry McManus. Then it's Jonathan Anderson. It's it was multiple different guys covering Jordan Reed, and it was a mismatch every single time that the Redskins took advantage of and smoked the Bears all day long. So, um, you know, I don't know if the Bears would have been able to hold the Redskins off uh, in overtime. Unfortunately, because Gold missed the field goal, we'll never know what uh, what could have happened. But uh, you know, honestly, with the way the game was going. I don't think that us tying the game would have been the momentum that we needed to um, to keep uh, to keep the victory or to 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 get a victory, you know, to have the uh, mental edge over Washington going into the fourth quarter. Because the other thing you have to keep in mind is that happened with about a minute and a half, two minutes to go uh, in the game when Robbie Gold missed the uh, field goal, and um, the Redskins still would have had a chance to move the football which they really did not have a problem doing uh the entire football game so who knows maybe maybe washington goes on a two-minute drill and kicks their own uh field goal at the end of the game but like i said because gold missed the field goal it was a moot point after that the bears only had one timeout to stop the redskins with and uh you know it just didn't work out so uh you'll hear me talk about that here in the fourth quarter a little bit of frustration uh you know with the game uh, getting away from us there at the end Knee-jerk reaction to the fourth quarter of the Bears and the Redskins, and there's no other way to put it than the fact that we sucked in the fourth quarter uh, today. Um, you know, just missed every opportunity that we had there. Uh, the Redskins add a field goal about midway through the uh, through the quarter, and the Bears uh, had a decent drive towards the end of the quarter, got it within, uh, well, it was a longer field goal, 50 yards, but Robbie Gold with a chance to redeem himself after blowing the game against San Francisco twice last week, hooks it wide right once again, and, and uh, you know, and, and instead of getting a chance to tie this game and to see where we can go from, from there, uh, the Bears uh, blow it once again, and, you know, all this time, we're looking to getting to this portion of the schedule. We got the San Francisco, Washington, back-to-back home games. I've had those circled as wins all year long, and yet both chance, both times the Bears should have won both those games, and both times the Bears just did not play, outplayed by their opponent in in both games. Last week the Bears couldn't get out of their own way. Today it was it was the same thing again. The offensive line off a horrible game, uh, protecting Jay. We couldn't run the ball effectively, uh, and then on defense. We're supposed to have the second-ranked pass defense in the league, and Kirk Cousins just ate us up all day long. Gashing us here, gashing us there. He was, uh, you know, I think 9-for-9 nine nine throwing the ball to Jordan Reed, who had like 120 yards and a touchdown against the Bears uh, today. Just like everywhere the Bears needed to step up, every time that they had to answer the call, they couldn't do it. The Redskins were able to get it done, and so the Bears lose again. They fall to 5-8, and eight, and now any even kind of glimmer of hope about the Bears winning or going to the playoffs is absolutely done now. So the Bears 
are five and eight. And the Redskins are, you know, are the six and seven division leading NFC East, you know, team right now. So we go on the road next week to, uh, to Minnesota to play the Vikings. And, uh, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to that one. So kind of go back to that point that I was talking about there. You know, we, we, we fought through all of these games to, to get to this point. We, we fought through 11 games at the start of the season where we weren't favored to win any of them, not even home games against Oakland and Minnesota. We were not favored to win any of those football games. And yet when we came out of the 11 games, we were, we were five and six. We came out the other side in an outstanding position to put ourselves in, in a good spot going into the into the you know the, the fourth quarter of the season to kind of make a run. You know, I mean, even when we're talking to Jeff Dickerson, during the bye week, we talked about how, you know, that last five game stretch, I could see the Bears going four and one during that stretch. Watch San Francisco and Washington at home. That's those are those are games the Bears should win. Uh, maybe we lose that game at, on the road against Minnesota, but Tampa Bay on the road, that'll be tough. But I think the Bears are better there. And then we finish out the year against Detroit, which God only knows what Detroit will be playing for week 17. They, they you know. But, uh, you know, it's like looking at that last five-game stretch, man, I'm seeing W's all over the place. If we can, you know, if we're in a decent spot after 11 games, we can make a run at this thing. I mean, the Bears could conceivably win nine games this year. But now we finally get to the spot. We're five and six. What a span. We're five and six. We should be better than that, too, on top of the fact that we are five and six. We should be at least one or two games better than five and six going into that position. And, uh, you know, just can't figure out how to win games at home, man. The Bears one and six with only the Detroit game left to finish out uh, the home schedule. And we have to win against Detroit to at least tie last year's team, which was two and six at home as well so i mean that's just unacceptable unacceptable i mean it's great that the bears are what four and four and two four and four and two on the road in six games this year you know we 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 lost at seattle we won at kansas city lost to detroit and have won every road game since at san diego at st louis at green bay we've won three road games in a row as we head into the last two against Minnesota uh, and Tampa Bay. So, you know, they, they the Bears pride themselves on being road warriors. We've won three road games in a row. Maybe it's something that we do. We play up to our competition finally at Minnesota, at Tampa Bay, or we respond to being underdogs again. I mean, maybe that was the thing the Bears could handle the pressure, at least this year anyway, couldn't handle the pressure of being the favorite because you know the Bears were favorites to win against uh, – Washington they definitely were favorites last week to beat again to beat the uh the 49ers and couldn't pull it off I mean maybe it'll maybe the Bears will will go will feel you know more at ease when they go on the road and there's no pressure to win there the, it's all the pressures on Minnesota especially now they've they've uh not only have they lost the division lead to the uh to the uh to the Packers but they're a game behind the Packers now after they, they've lost two in a row after being seven and three they're seven and five now um or eight and five i should say uh going into this thing the packers are nine and four so they're a game back and the packers own the tiebreaker uh between them so all the pressure is on on minnesota to keep themselves in this thing uh after being in a great spot you know six and two at one point seven and two uh and so on uh all the pressure is on them will the bears be able to take advantage of that and uh you know 
play play better against them on on Sunday uh, in in Minnesota. The, the Vikings are kind of trending downward at this point, uh, as are the Bears. But the Bears have nothing left to lose. The season is basically over. We don't have a playoff spot to play for uh, anymore. Even though we're not mathematically out of it yet, uh, we're two and seven in the NFC. We don't hold tiebreakers over anyone at this point. So. You know, everybody else is going to get in before the Bears do at this point. So we're virtually out of the playoff race uh, here. So it's it's all about uh, ruining everyone else's season. The Vikings being the one that we could ruin the most uh, at this point because the the Buccaneers still have an outside shot at the playoffs at this point with at uh, six and six, which I believe is where they are six and six, seven and six, wherever they are. But um, you know, uh, they're in the same division as the only undefeated team in the league right now with the uh the Carolina Panthers so there's no chance in winning their division they have to be a wild card team so maybe the Bears can ruin their playoff hopes there and then just take a huge dump on the steaming pile of football team that is the Detroit Lions to to finish out the uh the season so you know maybe that's what the Bears needed was to uh <laughs> was for people to start doubting them again cuz we were all stone cold believers after the Green Bay game if we can beat Green Bay on the road on national TV on Brett Favre night the Bears can do absolutely anything and then we didn't do any of it the last 2 weeks against teams that we were favored to beat for the first time all year so maybe it's it's a mentality thing that you know they preferred being the road dog uh or the underdog and you know be the road warrior they're going to get a chance the next two weeks against teams they're definitely going to be favored to lose against at Minnesota, at Tampa Bay, and see how they uh, see how they respond uh, to finish out the year. So, you know, unfortunately the Bears could not pull it together. We fall to five and eight. Now we're we're playing at best for a 500 record, which is you know was still obviously a huge improvement after last year. And um, you know, I think the organization as a whole is looking towards 2016, especially with, you know, what I talked about at the beginning, um, benching Kevin Kevin White for the entire season, uh, Antro Rolls on injured reserve, Marquise Wilson on injured reserve, uh, Martellus Bennett on injured reserve, uh, you know, uh, and everything else on, on top of that. So it, it looks like the Bears are more concerned with putting healthy bodies on the field. Obviously not a bad idea, but – you know, it's more concerned with putting the healthiest team on the field than it is about putting the best team on the field that's going to put us in our best position uh, to win. So Coach Fox is going to have a uh, going to have his work cut out for him over the next few weeks uh, to see if this team can be mentally where it needs to be uh, for the Bears to progress in these final three weeks instead of regress as we have for the last two. So we'll see how that all uh, shakes out. We'll be waiting with uh, bated breath to uh, – see how it all unfolds so that's going to do it for the review of the bears and the redskins week number 14 what do you say we go ahead and wrap everything up with everyone's favorite segment bear up bear down And before we get to our Bear Up and Bear Down Awards for week number 14, just want to give you guys a reminder, an update, if you will, on the uh, Spread the Word Challenge for your chance to win an official Chicago Bears Review poster designed by yours truly. 
Um, you got two styles of which to choose from. You can check them out on the Chicago Bears Review Facebook page uh, if you go ahead and check that out there. Uh, basically, the challenge itself is uh, spread the word about the show. Tell the world about it, you know, whether you're sharing it on Facebook, sharing it on Twitter. You know, when I make the show announcements to either share or retweet uh, the announcements there, uh, any other opportunity that you have to get the word out on the show, uh, doing reviews uh, on iTunes, leaving comments on the Podbean uh, page that that the actual host site for the Chicago Bears review uh, show and any other ideas you may have of spreading the word out there. I mean, if you have a Tumblr account or, uh, you know, uh, what else is out there? Google Plus, anything like that. You get me word on how you're doing that and you get points towards the uh, towards the uh, towards the posters and so on and so forth. So early leaders out of the gate. Eric McCubbin definitely uh, putting things out there. I saw him in and his review on on uh, iTunes and uh, he even has his own uh, like fan page for the local high school team that he follows uh, and in his area spreading the word about the show on that page as well. So he's our early leader uh, out of the out of the gates uh, thus far. So um, congratulations to him at this point. We have seven shows left for everyone to either catch and pass uh, Eric, uh, you know, trying to score his uh, points there. Like I said, retweet the show announcements on on Twitter. It's uh, at Shy Bears Review uh, on Twitter. Uh, you know, favor to get you a couple of points. You share the post on on Facebook uh, as well. And like I said, do a review on iTunes. Make comments on the Chicago Bears uh, page on Podbean.com. Uh, any other ideas that you have about spreading the word? Uh, for the show you know any other message boards that you might be a part of you want to spread the word out there and letting people know about the show as well make sure i find uh you know hit me up on on facebook or twitter and let me know where i can go and see that and you know see proof of your of your work and you'll earn the points uh towards getting one of the posters so any of my fans out there anywhere in the world i will get you that poster um if you earn it so you got to earn it first though all right, so that's the word. Make sure we keep them going there uh, with the Week 15 review all the way through the Week 17 review show between the Bears and the Lions to cl uh, close out the uh, season with the winners, and there will be two two winners. The top two point getters will get the posters. We will announce them on the year in review show uh, sometime in early January. So that is the word that we're putting out on that. Now, bear up and bear down for Week number 15. Uh, let's let's do the opposite of what we did. I think we we did all of our bear ups and then finished on a sour note with bear downs. Let's do the opposite this week. Bear downs to our offensive line uh, this week. Um, unfortunately, most notably, my man crush in Kyle Long was uh, the one that kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. Usually, it's Charles Leno that uh, or Leno, however you pronounce his name, uh, that turns out to be kind of the weak link on the offensive line. Um, not saying that, that Kyle Long was the weak link, but whenever there was a blunder, it just seemed to be coming from his side, especially um, two of the three sacks at least uh, that, uh, that were made on Cutler on Sunday uh, came right off of, uh, you know, just basically got around Kyle Long, uh, no problem, especially the sack fumble that killed our most promising drive uh, in the second quarter. Um, so bear down to the offensive line in general because Cutler was under fire all day long. Uh, we did not run the football well. We had 87 yards rushing uh, in the football game. 
you know, only one yard better than our worst performance of the year, which was against the, uh, I believe, the Broncos, which have the excuse of being the number one defense in the NFL at the, at the time. So, but only 86 yards rushing against the Broncos, 87 against the Redskins, who are a good, solid defense. That's been their mo all season long, but uh, they're not number one, and um, you know, to, had trouble stopping the run, but not yesterday. So, just yesterday just happened to be their day. The offensive line did not perform well. And uh, I am recognizing them for it. Um, bear down to the entire defense in general. Um, and because yesterday, or Sunday, I should say, one of our worst tackling performances, period. I mean, I've there was some horrible tackling, and it was just kind of like the perfect punctuation for the game was about third and seven for the Redskins, um, you know, if the Bears need to stop the Redskins and then they would, it, you know, after the Redskins punt the ball away, we'd have like five seconds to throw a Hail Mary at best is what we were hoping for. Instead, the, the Redskins run the ball on third and seven and the running back uh, makes one guy miss and breaks a tackle and then drags defenders across the first down marker to, to, to finish out the game. And that was, for me, kind of perfectly exemplified how that game went where the Redskins just basically played like they wanted it more uh, on Sunday, and that moment kind of just personified that 100%. The guy just kind of muscled and drove his legs and just kept moving until he hit the ground, and when he did hit the ground, he was past the first down marker, and that was the end of the ballgame. So even that faint glimmer of hope that the Bears had at maybe having a a um, Hail Mary attempt in there somewhere uh, was blown was blown to bits on that moment. And that was kind of the thing for the whole football game was, uh, you know, made Jordan Reed look like a beast in it, not just because he was catching the ball, because when he did, he was throwing guys to the ground. He was making guys miss. He was lowering his head and driving forward for extra yardage and, and things like that. It's just we made Jordan Reed look like an elite tight end when he's middle of the road at best. You know, he's he's towards the top of the middle of the road, but he's not in the Rob Gronkowski, you know, uh, Tyler Eifert conversation at all. That's not the guy that you bring up when you're talking about some of the best tight ends in the NFL. Jordan Reed is one of those middle-of-the-road guys that would be a nice a nice guy to have, but not one of the elites that's going to make the Pro Bowl. The, if Jordan Reed makes the Pro Bowl, it's because of that performance right there. You know, we're, we're in that voting. We're in the, the Pro Bowl voting season right now, and Jordan Reed could have made his name on, uh, on that game alone. Uh, yesterday so also speaking of Jordan Reed uh, a bear down to anyone who was supposed to be covering him yesterday because we didn't at all every time Jordan Reed caught the ball he was wide open uh, and everything so I don't know maybe we put that on Vic Fangio because we just couldn't scheme our way into defending him uh, properly Uh, it was extremely difficult to watch Uh, you know after the defense has played so well at times uh, this year to watch the Bears struggle the way they did yesterday. I mean, just no answer for that guy whatsoever uh, yesterday. And, uh, you know, that was uh, difficult to watch. And then, uh, you know, finally, the the man of the hour, Bear Down, Robbie Gold, um, just absolutely let the team down. Second week in a row, third third field goal try and, you know, consecutive that he's missed. Uh, granted, it was a 50-yard field goal. Conditions were not ideal, but, you know, them's the breaks man you're the other guy for the other team made his field goal no problem you couldn't make yours and uh you know it cost the bears at least a chance to take it to overtime to see if we could overcome uh and 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 win the football game so 
very disappointed uh, in Robbie Gold. And, uh, you know, it's, it, 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 it's not a good time with the fact that he's, you know, he's got to be in his 30s. Uh, by now kickers can play until they're 90 if they want to but um, you know with him being one of the highest paid kickers if not the highest paid kicker uh, in the league and for him to be having such a shaky year he hasn't missed six field goals in a season since 05 since before we went on our Super Bowl run he hasn't missed six field goals in a season and unfortunately he's missed them in bunches he missed those three kicks uh, in a row uh, before I think it was in the like Detroit Minnesota games or actually I think it was like Minnesota and San Diego kind of in that area uh, where he's missing field goals and then um, you know these last two weeks against Washington and San Francisco I mean even more so punctuated in, in the San Francisco and Washington games we needed him to make those kicks we needed him to make those kicks and he makes one of them it makes all the difference in the world in how the, the game turns out. There's there's more opportunity to be had if he makes one of those kicks. So we get a win last week against San Francisco. We're having a different conversation about the Bears today. Yeah, it's disappointing that they lost to the uh, to the Redskins, but we went out these last three games. We're still 9-7. and seven. We got a decent shot at the playoffs, but instead we blew the game against San Francisco last week. We lose again to Washington yesterday. We're 5-8. and eight not seven and six, which is what we thought we were going to be entering this stretch here. So bear down to Robbie Gold for letting us down there. Now, on to the bear upside. Uh, bear up, Zach Miller. Outstanding game uh, yesterday in, in uh, being our number one tight end since Martellus Bennett's been put on the IR uh, list. Uh, bear up to Alshon Jeffrey. Um, huge play there in the fourth quarter to get the Bears uh, close to field goal range uh, and such. Uh, bear up to Willie Young and Lamar Houston, each with a sack each uh, yesterday. Uh, Lamar Houston leading the team in tackles with nine uh, yesterday. I saw that when I was looking up the stats here uh, before the show. And then finally, i, I got to give a bear up to Jay Cutler. Uh, 315 yards passing, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, the only turnover was when he got blasted um, you know, by a, an untouched pass rusher. There's only so much you can ask your quarterback to do when something like that happens. And, um, you know, you don't really put that on him, even though statistically it goes down as his fumble. He lost the football uh, and so on. You know, when you when your quarterback gets, you know, run through like that, there's only so much you can hope for. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to hang on to the ball. It killed a very promising drive that the Bears had there in the second quarter. But uh, otherwise, you know, Jay was, uh, you know, steady as you go and, um, you know, put the Bears in the, in the best position that he could there and uh, almost got us on a field goal tying drive there at the end but unfortunately it was not to be so that's your bear up and bear down awards for week number 14 and that's going to do it for the week 14 review episode of the chicago bears review come back on thursday when we will discuss the bears and the redskins or the redskins the bears and the vikings in minnesota Bears haven't won there since, I think, 2010, so it's been a while since the Bears have pulled one out. Uh, the Vikings ended their Soldier Field losing streak earlier this year. Can the Bears do the same in Minnesota? We will have our good friend Chris Gates from the Daily Norseman on SBNation.com back on the show to discuss that with us uh, again and uh, see how he feels the Redskins uh, – or the Redskins. God, I'm stuck in my freaking head. The Vikings are doing – 
uh, in this, these last six, seven weeks. And uh, got some interesting questions to ask Chris uh, this time around. His opinions on uh, on my thoughts on, on what the, Reds, or the Redskins, God damn it, on the Vikings and how they've been doing uh, since the last chance that we had to speak uh, and, and what their future may be for the remainder of 2015 and beyond because uh, Teddy Bridgewater hasn't exactly been lighting up the world since the last time we had the chance to talk. So come back on Thursday for the Week 15 preview. Bears at Minnesota. Let's just go with that, Minnesota. Bears at Minnesota. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.